What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, New Vision family? And maybe some of you are new to the podcast and new to the New Vision family. My name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And today, as you have been listening with the previous podcast, today we are doing some Raise to Life story, where what that means is I'm going to tell you just a bit of my story, kind of share with you one of my favorite verses that has been really instrumental in me and my journey with Christ. And so this is a little bit different rhythm than what we have been running in. We'll get back to our normal rhythm of just the daily reading God's word together and just kind of giving some takeaways. But I'm glad that you guys get to really experience some of the stories that make up some of our new vision family members. Um, And so let me tell you a little bit about my story and then I'm going to share with you a verse. So when I was in the seventh grade or eighth grade, I said yes to Jesus for the first time. And what was interesting about my calling was, and, and really me saying yes to Jesus was, I, I said yes, and I immediately and pretty quickly felt this call to full-time vocational ministry, and I did not know what that meant. And honestly, when I felt that call, this kind of just this strong impression from the Holy Spirit that that was what I was supposed to do with my life, I was not excited. I was like, Lord, I haven't even had time to make a really good testimony yet. I need to make a lot more mistakes before you called me to ministry. But the Lord just kept reaffirming and reaffirming and reaffirming that all along the way. But what was interesting about it was, I was like, Lord, for one, I don't talk really good. And I've shared this story many a times. Part of my story is that I was in speech therapy class for a long time, from first grade until my junior year of high school. And I kept telling the Lord, hey, Lord, this thing that you're calling me to do, it can't be done because I don't speak so well. And again, as I kept telling the Lord that, hey, I think he has it wrong. Hey, let me tell you how ministry works. He kept reminding me of the story of Moses where God, in the form of a burning bush, is having this conversation with Moses. And he asked Moses this question, Nick, who made your mouth? And wow, I would wrestle with that and wrestle with that. Also growing up, something that was very uh, formative for me was I was always, for a lot of my life, I was always um, the minority in the room. I was looking at faces that didn't look like mine. Uh, I, I typically didn't have many other faces that looked like mine. And that was very formative for me growing up because it was interesting because I always felt like... I'm in this place and I should belong in this place, but it feels it doesn't look like I fit in based on those around me. And then even when I got to a different middle school, I moved and I was a part of the majority in that community. It still felt that I did not quite fit in for whatever reason. It's uh, and and so I found myself always growing up feeling um, that I didn't fit in quite anywhere. I kind of fit in here and I kind of fit there. And sometimes I felt from, from me, I felt like, you know, I was too black to hang out with the white people and maybe I wasn't quite black enough to hang out with my black friends. And so it really, as a kid and a teenager, I always felt like I did not fit in, but the Lord kept reminding me that I fit in with him and that I was called to be a part of what he was doing. 
And so as I continued on this journey and continued to step into ministry and continued to see how the Lord was using me and, and how I got to talk in, in spaces and places where I wasn't the majority in the room, and then I would also talk in places and spaces where I was a part of the majority in the room, I continued to see how the Lord had given me a voice to really continue to speak into all the things, into all of these places. And then also what was interesting to me was that this speech therapy that I had went through my whole entirety of really my early childhood education and even into my teen years, like the Lord used that because the Lord taught me how to speak correctly. What began to happen is I started to lose my accent being born and raised in Atlanta. You know, you have this accent from the South, but because of my schooling and because of my speech pathology classes, I didn't have an accent because I was learning to say things correctly because there's a lot of things I couldn't say correctly. And so the Lord, I didn't know at the time, was using all of these things. He was using me kind of feeling like I never had a place and I was able to speak to many different people and places and, and connect with all kinds of people because of my unique positioning he gave me all throughout my life to be stretched and molded by all kinds of circumstances. All these things began to work together. These things that I thought, honestly, I thought that some of these things were weaknesses. Some of these things were not good. But as I continued to walk with the Lord, the Lord started to reveal to me that, hey, Nick, I have called you to communicate my words to all people. Nick, you truly are my ambassador. And if you're familiar with what an ambassador does, an ambassador is a representative of a kingdom. I'm a representative. You're a representative of the kingdom of God. We are his ambassadors and we're called to go wherever he calls us to go to really give the message of the king. And sometimes you go places that are far, near. Sometimes the people look like you. Sometimes the people don't look like you. Sometimes the people are open to the gospel. Sometimes people aren't open to the gospel. But all of these things, we are called to be an ambassador. And y'all, I'm just telling you, as I continue to get older, the more I see that all of the things, all of the places, all of the spaces I have been able to go in and be a part of has molded me to be someone who is a bridge builder. That means if you don't know what a bridge builder does, a bridge builder builds um, one end into another end, and it typically is crossing a chasm or crossing something that needs a bridge. Really, ultimately, what Jesus did was a bridge builder. He was the bridge so that we could be in right relationship with God our Father. And so he has called us to be the same thing. But here's what I'm noticing in the difficulty about being a bridge is typically the ends that you're trying to connect don't even recognize that they need a connection or they don't want a connection. And here's the other thing I'm realizing is that it's also messy. It's messy. When you're building a bridge, it is messy because you're in the muck and the mire and you are, you know, really stirring up things that really people don't want to be stirred up. But yet that is what we have been called to do. And so as I have navigated this journey and the Lord has been revealing all of these things to me, he has given me some life verses. These verses uh, I, I, I want to remember forever. These verses I always come back to. They're highlighted. They're written other places. Um, I have a few tattoos as reminders. This is going to be a tattoo here in the near future. Um, and I'm going to share it with you because maybe just maybe you need to hear this and be reminded of who you are in Christ and what you have been called to do. And these verses are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And so 2 Corinthians is Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. Corinth is this diverse place, lots of culture, lots of things going on, lots of different people, um, lots of all kinds of things. And so 
the context in which he is writing it is very similar to the context in which we're living in today. We live in the United States of America, which is, you know, this, this really mix of all kinds of different people, places, all kinds of things. But he says this to the church in Corinth, and he, I feel like this letter was written straight to my heart from the king himself, because it was. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 says this, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. For one thing, that means when we look out in the world, yes, we see the differences. Yes, we see the different hues of skin tone. Yes, we see the different places and backgrounds of people. But we don't judge them based on that. We judge them through a new lens that Christ has given us. And so, so we no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. We don't judge the cover. We don't judge the cover of the book without reading the content of the book. And so that for me is a reminder that, hey, Nick, you see people how I see people. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. And so we may have had this, you know, th this... Um, tension between us and the Lord. But now, because we know him, that has changed. We see him as Savior and King and not just someone who is bothersome or someone who's stirring something up. He's someone that changes us. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So this is a reminder for me that I am who Christ says that I am. I'm am no longer who I used to be. I am not my sin. I am not my struggle. I am not my past. I am now an ambassador and a follower of the king. I am now a child of the king. Verse 18, all this is from God. This is so Nick doesn't get prideful, and this is so we don't get prideful. We didn't make ourselves new because we are, we are incapable of making ourselves new. We are new because of what Christ the King has done on our behalf, and he built a bridge to his heavenly kingdom, to this earthly kingdom, so that we could be restored to right relationship with his Father, and we get to call him Father. All this is from God, who reconciled us himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So because we have been reconciled to the King, we have been reconciled and made right. Our debt has been paid in full. Because of that, now Jesus is using us and has given us the ministry of reconciling. That means we are reconciling things in the world. We are reconciling brothers. We are reconciling people who don't look the same. And ultimately, through the gospel, we are helping be a part of reconciling people to the Father himself. The God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us a message of reconciliation. Jesus is all about reconciliation, everybody, about setting what was right, paying a debt, making sure the debt is paid in full so that we can walk in right relationship. And we have been called to do the very same thing. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I am Christ's ambassador because of what Christ has done in me and through me. I have been called by name. I have been given a new identity to carry out what Christ has called me to carry out. Really, I get to go and do likewise. I get to see what my King Jesus did, and I get to go do the same thing. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Listen, you and I are the righteousness of God. We have been made whole and new. And so now we get to use all of the things, our broken past, our culture, where we come from, what we used to do, all the things. Why and how do we use all the things to bridge, to be a bridge 
and to be an ambassador so that we can be a part of the reconciliation work of the kingdom. Think about that. As I look back at my life and I think about speech therapy, what the Lord was doing was he was allowing me to learn how to speak in such a way so I could go north, south, east, and west and still be able to present the gospel and remove obstacles from people being able to hear me because they're judging me because I'm a southerner and I don't sound so smart. What he did through a very hard season and a hard situation was he used it so that I could be even better at being an ambassador. In those times where I felt like I have not fit in anywhere, he has reminded me that, hey, Nick, that is not uh, that is not something that's been negative. That's something I want to leverage for good because I have been able to speak to all people, people who look like me, people who don't look like me and been able to connect with them because of what the Lord has done in and through me. And so, so often we look at our lives and we'll look at all the past and we'll look at all the brokenness and go, Lord, why all the broken? Can I just tell you that the Lord uses the broken things in order to mend and to reconcile? Because we have been reconciled, we get to reconcile. Because we have been made right, because he has taken even the most broken things of our life, he wants to leverage and use them to call people to himself. And so we get to be the ambassadors of the king. You know, I'm telling you, these verses... 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21 have had an impact on my life in huge and profound ways. The reason I do what I do, the reason why I walk in the ways that I walk and do what God's called me to do is because I know that I have been reconciled to the king to be a reconciler, that I'm an ambassador of the king, not because I've earned it, but because he's given me that place to walk that out. And so listen, you might be wondering today, is he going to use it all? He will. Are you willing to offer it? Are you willing to have an open-handed posture? Are you willing to let the king use all the things in order to remind the world of what he is doing and what he has done? So may we be a people that don't see people and just see them as covers of the book, but may we look at the content. May we be more concerned with the character of people and not just how people look. May we go, hey, let's celebrate our differences, but be reminded that through Christ we have all been reconciled to him so we can be reconciled to one another. May we be the ambassadors and represent the kingdom of God and the king well. And ultimately, as we do that, we will truly live the life that God has called us to live. That is why we have been raised to life. So may you walk in this truth today. May this impact you in great ways. And may you sit and just behold what the Lord has done. Because you have been reconciled, you are now called to reconcile. And because you represent the king and because he has put his very spirit within you, you are now his ambassador. I hope you walk well in this today. Love you guys. Hope to see you back here next week as we continue on this journey. Bye, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.